Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Jesus. I'm still your host, Victoria Ibisekiri. And today we'll be looking at the last topic for the month of August, which is biblical characters, Mordecai. Now, we've looked at Moses, we've looked at Daniel, we've looked at Samuel, and now we're looking at Mordecai. And today's discussion will be more about a comparison between Mordecai and Haman. So we find the story of Mordecai in the book of Esther. And um, Mordecai is the one that raises Esther after her parents died. After she was orphaned, Mordecai takes her up and raises her as his own daughter. So we we see Esther show up later as someone who is befitting of the title of the queen of the of 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 King Ahasuerus, and it's because she's raised in a proper way by Mordecai. Now that's one aspect of Mordecai, but that's not really our focus for today. Our focus is in how Mordecai handles the things that are placed in his hands. Now we see Mordecai actually. Um, experience power or positions of power and we see how he uses these positions at different times so the first time when Mordecai has some power is when Esther becomes queen now for someone who is the only relative of the queen of the kingdom I mean he should have some say or some uh, um, some importance but he didn't think about that. Mordecai was a gate man at the king's palace. Even when his niece was the queen of the kingdom. And King Ahasuerus was not the kind of king that gets married to many wives. He had just one wife and that was Esther. That was after the dethronement of Queen Vashti. Now... Mordecai had that power of being, if it was some people that, I mean, they were the only relative of the queen of the kingdom, they would have taken it to become something to, you know, boast about, something to to brag about, something to raise their shoulders about. And Esther was not the kind of person that would have forgotten her uncle that raised her. She was the kind of person that had him as her relative till the very end, as her caretaker till the very end. Yet, Mordecai did not take up the, the, the power that he had or he wielded to say, oh, well, I am related to the queen of the kingdom. I can do whatever I want. I mean, I can demand things of her and she will give them to me. After all, I deserve everything. No, he remained the one, the, the, the gate man at the king's palace. But if you look at the life of Haman, Haman had power. And at some point, I think it was in chapter 3 or chapter 2, the Bible recorded that um, Haman received power. Like the king, the king made him the second in command after him. And Haman began to boast about it. In fact, the Bible recorded that everyone, all of the king's servants and every other official bowed down to Haman. Haman was not the king, yet he was 
someone who was intoxicated by power. But if you look at Mordecai, he wasn't like that. I mean, even in chapter 6 of Esther, when the king honored Mordecai, Mordecai still did not take it as something to now lay claim to and brag about. The Bible recorded that after all the honoring that was given to Mordecai, he went back to the gate. Mordecai was not someone that power could intoxicate. He went back to the gate. And you know, there's something exciting about Mordecai, the way he lived his life. You would feel like Mordecai was living in the era of the New Testament when you know the Holy Spirit had come down and was leading men. Because this man acted in ways that you would say he was following the leading of God. Because he was always at the right place at the right time. That was why he could find out about the conspiracy against the king that brought him the honor in chapter 6. But that's not what we're talking about. We're saying that Mordecai was a man that had access to power, yet it was not a reason for him to be puffed up like Haman. I mean, Haman, the, the, the very moment Haman became the second in command to the king and everybody was bowing down to him and Mordecai was not bowing to him, Haman got angry and he, he, he wanted to not just destroy Mordecai but the entire Jewish nation. That was someone that had power. He was intoxicated by it. He knew that he had the power to, to destroy these people and he wanted to use his power to destroy them. But Mordecai was not puffed up even with the kind of access he had to power. When he finally, towards the end of the story, when you know he he's able to convince Esther to, to talk to the king after prayers, and Esther talks to the king, and the Jewish people have redemption for themselves by, by getting the right to actually fight back. You know, after all those things, the Bible records that that Mordecai is exalted to the second in command after the king. Yet we do not still see a Mordecai that wanted to lord anything over anyone. There was never a time that Mordecai used his power for wrong, for the wrong reasons. So yes, power. The, the you know they they say that power intoxicates, but for Mordecai it was not true. He, the power he had did not intoxicate him. It did not make him make foolish decisions. It did not make him puffed up. It did not make him show himself to other people that, oh, I am this person, I am that person. He had the power, but he did not exercise the power in the wrong ways. Instead, he used it to protect his people, the Jewish people. He used it to defend their cause. He used it to ensure that there was peace and the welfare of of his people were catered for. So, yes, you may have the power, but the question is not in having the power. The question is in what you do with the power that you wield. There have been many people in the Bible that got different kinds of powers, spiritual powers and uh, states' powers and all of that. But they had 
different ways that they exercised their powers. You know, there was an Elijah that had the power to call down fire from heaven. And then in the New Testament, Jesus had the power, but he didn't do it. So I'm just saying that power can come to you. But the question is, what do you do with the power that you have? Does it make you puffed up? Does it make you feel like you are above others? Does it make you feel like you are more important than other people? Does it make you think too highly of yourself? Anytime you remember, you want to allow power intoxicate you, remember that there was a Mordecai that had free access to the royal palace, yet he chose the place of the gate because he knew that that was where he had to serve. So the power that you wield should not prevent you from the service you should render. If you have to serve, serve. After all, Jesus says, uh, Jesus said that the one that will be the head of you all will be a servant to you all. Power is for service, not for being puffed up, not for not for showing yourself. You know, our, our leaders, our government, there are such people that when they have the power, they just execute it wrongly. But we should not be such people who get power and we get puffed up and we, we use the power to, to kill people, to destroy people, to not even cater for people, but just treat them like they are nothing no when you are given power choose to serve don't choose to to lord it over people choose service over pride over being puffed up over over thinking too highly of yourself because no one thing that the same way you are giving the power that is the same way it can be taken from you i pray that god will help us to Take up these lessons that we learn and actually live by them in Jesus' name. Amen.